Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Thank you to everyone who supports this show and all of the shows that we do at the Major Spoilers Podcast Network. You know, we release on average about seven per week, seven different shows to fill your ear holes. And we want to thank all the patrons who made this possible. Maybe you haven't become a patron yet. Well, here's what you can do. Point your browser to patreon.com slash major spoilers. Go check out what we're trying to do. Some of our goals, some of the rewards. Look at all the extras that you get when you become a patron. It's all over there. Patreon.com slash major spoilers. The major spoilers podcast covers news, reviews, and of course, spoilers and goes into details about the topics discussed. So if you haven't read, listened, or watched the items we talk about, you might want to come back later. I'm Matthew. And I'm Steven, and you're listening to the Major Spoilers Podcast, the podcast for pop culture and comic fans. In this issue, Spider-Gwen, Spider-Gwen, Batman Hush of the Powers of Ten, Major Spoilers Podcast, guys, get your pop culture knowledge prize. Hey there, the podcast is on the air. Welcome to issue 840 of the Major Spoilers Podcast. Thank you so much for downloading and checking us out this week. Rodrigo's sick this week. Ashley is out uh, being a star in a play. And uh, so she is not here this week. So it's just you and me, the two losers of the show, Matthew, uh, <laughs> as we talk comic books and pop culture. And Oh, ladies and gentlemen, listen, yes. Um, I'm kind of down this week. Kind of bummed about a lot of things, but it did spawn huh, spawn as that's an interesting uh, character interesting, that I picked there. Interesting. Use interesting of choice word. of words, right? It did spawn a conversation yeah. that Matthew and I had about villains and the yep. boys, the television series. And there's about 30 minutes of conversation that, that we have about that over yep. at our Patreon page, patreon.com slash major spoilers. It's the major spoilers pre-show anywhere from 15, I think a couple of weeks ago, we, or maybe it was last week. We almost had an hour's worth of conversation. We went a ways. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just bonus. It's just extra stuff for our patrons over at patreon.com slash major spoilers. But I really enjoyed the conversation last week. And I thought our conversation about, Villains was uh, mighty good this week, too. So people go check that out. Interesting stuff going on. Hey, uh, the crisis on Infinite Earths is getting bigger. This is our our news segment. Now, we already knew this is stuff that we had talked about uh, previously, I think, over on the Flashback podcast. Again, another podcast that we do exclusively for our patrons at the $5 and higher level, where we talked about the big crisis on Infinite Earths uh, thing that is coming up. In why well, now it's uh, it's in December now. We thought it was yep. going to be sooner, but we find out we knew that um, uh, what's his name Adam not Adam West uh, Burt Ward. Ward 
is going to appear in the series as Dick Grayson slash Robin and Batwoman in this. We've talked before about Brandon Routh is going to don the Superman suit and he's going to be Superman in this series. We have speculated that uh, we might see some other uh, uh, characters appear, like maybe Linda Carter will return to reprise her role as Wonder Woman. Uh, We might see uh, uh, what's his name uh, return as Jay Garrick again or uh, Barry Allen from another universe. And maybe or both. A, or both. And maybe get a little bit more screen time besides just uh, five steps in that suit and then disappearing into infinity. But, Matthew, we did yes. learn on Saturday night from the CW, they announced the, the, the air dates of the Crisis on Infinite Earths. We learned two things. First, characters from the Black Lightning television show will appear in the Infinite uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover. Now, they didn't say it was going to be Black Lightning for sure. They said characters from the Black Lightning show will be featured in Crisis on Infinite Earths. That can be read one of two ways. It could mean uh, we're not going to see Black Lightning himself, but we might see Thunder or someone Mm -hmm. from that show. Mm -hmm. Or the way that I think I was reading it is it's not going to be in Black Lightning's show. No, no, no. Black the Black Lightning television show is not part of this, but characters from but Black, Black Lightning, Lightning will be featured in this. Might appear. Yes. I hope he does. I would like to see, you know, Cress Williams get some time yes. on an alternate earth and be like, "What?" Yes, and that would be a nice way of you know, getting those shows uh and those universes to mix, uh, yep. which I think would be really really good. The other thing that they announced on Saturday was confirmed for sure Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman from Batman, the animated series and a bunch of other animated movies Mm -hmm. is actually going to play Bruce Wayne, old man, Bruce Wayne in this series. Now, again, how much time is he going to get on the screen? We don't know. Remember, remember at the, uh, at the Avengers Endgame movie, which my son finally watched the other day, uh, Howard, the duck is in that movie. He's only in it for like one frame and he's way in the background, but he's in the movie, right? So well, you figure this is a five hour crossover. It is a six hour crossover because here's the rundown. And this is the, okay. also a kind of, I have a problem with this too. Okay. We've got Supergirl, right? December 8th, mm-hmm. Batwoman, December 9th, yeah. the flash, December 10th, yeah. arrow. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. January 14th, uh, DC's legends of tomorrow, January 14th. Yes. I'm sorry. Only five shows. So five hours. Yes, five hours. With a month break in the middle. Oh, man, that's the problem that I have. But in those five hours, let's go back to the Kevin Conroy and the, uh, the, the problems in the room about trying to cram too many people into the show. Think we're going to see a, a Tom Welling appear in this? I don't know. Or is that too um, dicey concerning the, the Kristen Crook and see, the uh, uh, Allison oh, Mack I, issues? I don't think that it's going to have anything to do with uh, the Allison Mack issue. I think that it's going to be a question of... Uh, is Tom Welling willing? <laughs> is Tom Welling willing to come back for what might amount to a five or ten minute crossover minute? But you know, we also have to look at things that the DC universe, the uh, DC CW TV shows have, you know, in play. They have the 1984 Supergirl. They have mm-hmm. Dean Cain, who was Superman. They have uh, well, Diggle. they had Dean Cain. Well, Dean Cain exists. He has a okay. relationship with them. I'm not saying that he'll come back. They have Diggle, who uh, Barry Allen explicitly said is John Stewart, the Green Lantern on mm-hmm. an alternate world. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff that they could do, but what it's really going to come down to is even in five hours, 
if they do everything that they've shown so far, there's going to be a lot of, hey, it's that guy. Yes. Because the focus is going to be on Barry and Oliver and Kara. It's going to be a focus on our primary characters, maybe getting Kate Kane, you know, involved again. Well, yes. I mean, in the Batwoman series, I guarantee you that's where um, Dick Grayson is going to appear. Uh, you yeah. know, it's going to be those uh, Brandon Routh will be in the Supergirl uh, episode. Uh, whoever they, you know, uh, um, Kevin Conroy will be in the Batwoman episode. Just like well, we've seen in other crossovers. Remember what they did with Crisis on Earth X. Crisis on Earth X is not an episode of Flash, an episode of Supergirl. It was kind of that. Of it was kind of that way, but they they threw it, in some of those other characters. It focused on the characters, yeah. yes, but it was not a standard Flash episode. It had its own. Oh, no, open, it, I mean, it had its own. It had it was, its own things. It, yeah. It was focused on multiple things. So if you're, you know, uh, God help whoever has to syndicate this mess. If you're syndicating oh, this show, there's an easy is answer that, that crisis? Too. Please tell me. Uh, the answer is, um, Don't who syndicate. is it? No, it's one. Of the, uh, I think it's the DC streaming. I, I, there was another press release that they sent out that basically said that they've secured all of the, the rights to streaming and releasing of this in the future. So it's not going to go into syndication on television. <laughs> It's just going to be available streaming. See, and that's the thing. I'm old. I remember when you had to actually stream an episode of the $6 million man in your bionic woman syndication package in order for the show to make sense. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't think we're going to see this in syndication. I think we will. Green arrows in syndication. Yeah. But how many episodes? I don't know. I don't watch Green Arrow, even in syndication. See, and that's the problem. That's why it'll only be available on a streaming service. That's because why streaming is the way to go, and that's why like that's why Disney announced a $12.99 package for, I think it's Disney+, Plus, HBO Max, and the ESPN stuff. And that's, wow. that is a big deal. Uh, that because is not a sustainable deal price point uh, for Disney. It is when you have everybody doing that, that's sustainable, especially when HBO max signed exclusive rights to stream doctor who. So you're not going to see doctor who anywhere else, not on some BBC streaming service, not on a you know, box, maybe. Box. Yeah. Whatever uh, streaming services that it's on now, it's not going to be there. You might be able to still purchase individual episodes on the uh, iTunes, but Disney's Disney uh, threw down the gauntlet and Netflix is going to, I guarantee you have to back down on its price point in the next six months. And uh, Warner brothers is also going to have to seriously reconsider its starting price point because uh, 1299 pretty good deal. So yeah, that's not going to stay. Listen, we will oh, not going to stick. It's not sustainable. Oh, it, it, it totally is. It totally nope. is. No, nope. uh, look at how many years. Stuff, not enough price. No, 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 no. It's the perfect price for all the stuff because then you get all of the bodies. Uh, you have to remember that Netflix, it took them like five or six years before they upped the price of their service. Uh, and then they upped it incrementally. And then um, they've announced, uh, what is it? That 1999 price point. I guarantee you they're going to back down on that. So, yeah, it's going to be $12.99 for quite a while because Disney can absorb that loss if they're making any loss whatsoever. It's a loss. It's going to be a loss. They're going to raise the no, price. It's not, it's not going to be. I guarantee you it will not be. Price. It will not be a loss. You can't guarantee that. I guarantee you it will not be you a loss. You cannot guarantee I, I can guarantee that. The they only won't way, even release those numbers to us anyway. You, you can't don't know that. guarantee that. You don't know that. They, Netflix, they will have Netflix to. doesn't release no, no, no. anything. 
Disney Netflix, doesn't release these things. Yes, they do. They Disney absolutely will because they just talked about in their quarterly earnings report the fact that they are slashing even more people at Fox because, and, and they said, look, uh, th- that X-Men movie sucked and it cost $170 million loss for for uh, Disney and Fox or for Fox. So Disney will absolutely report that stuff. Disney will absolutely come out in an earnings report and talk about how successful that Disney uh, streaming service is. I guarantee you they will, because that's what investors and everyone else is going to be looking forward to in the future. Now, Netflix, if they have a show that's successful, they absolutely will come out and tell you what those numbers are, but they won't tell you the numbers for all of their shows. But uh, Disney WWE will Disney, Network won't tell you anything about Disney their absolutely will be a huge success at twelve ninety nine. There is no reason not to jump on that Disney streaming service, especially if you can get all three of those in the same package. Mm-hmm. It'll go up. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it'll go up at some point, but it's not going to go. I, I'm going to bet that it won't go up for the first five years. It'll go up by twenty twenty two. Is that five years from now? No, that's three years from now. Okay. And it's well, two years be, from their launch. It'll be 2025. Nope. Yeah, that's that's going to be nope. my bet. That will be long. my bet. Nobody's going to lose that money for that long. Uh, Disney's not going to lose money. I, 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 there's money. no way that they can lose money. The only way that they can lose money, <laughs> the only way that they can lose money is if people just don't use the service. But mm-hmm. everyone's going to be using that service. Every Marvel fan, every Star Wars fan, every Disney fan, uh, now every Fox fan. The only place you're going to get The Simpsons is on this Disney streaming service. HBO Max is included in this. Why wouldn't you do that? ESPN as well. You're getting the sports fans. You're getting the the uh, outside of the, the, the overall G-rated stuff over there. That is a bargain and that is a deal and people are going to jump on that. Now, whether they use the service or not doesn't matter. All they have to do is pay that twelve ninety nine a month fee. And yeah, for that the first is that years, is a, and then it'll go up. It'll go up in five years. Uh, that years. is a, that is a price point that they they cannot pass up. So, I all right, I'm listeners. Well, of course you won't because you're a contrarian. You're always a late comer to everything. All right, oh, ladies and gentlemen, those are some news items. What do you think? Head over to majorspoilers.com, and you've even admitted that you're a contrarian. Uh, And you can share your thoughts on these stories and a whole lot more. But for now, let us jump into some reviews. And Matthew, out last week, I guess, Powers of X number one from uh, Marvel Comics. Out a week ago Wednesday on the 31st of whatever that previous month was. July. July. That's a good call. So, Powers of 10 is the second part question mark basically uh, jonathan hickman's new x-men relaunch is designed to be two interlocking six issue limited series which is then going to relaunch the x titles in a different way somewhere down the line so um if you read major spoilers and you totally should you should go there right now you can find my review of house of x number one powers of 10 however is the story of not just an X-Men team, but all the X-Men teams. And the reason that it's called Powers of Ten is that it takes place in X-Men Year One, which is where Charles Xavier founds the team, in X-Men Year Ten, which is now in the Marvel Universe, in X-Men Year 100, which is the future world of Nimrod the Sentinel, and in X-Men Year 1000. So each time it's a power of 10. If you don't know math, uh, ask your mom. She could probably tell you. 
it's interesting to me that this is not just a relaunch or a revamp. They're going back and they seem to be rewriting X-Men history from start to finish. Yeah. I'm really sort of fine with that up to the point that I wonder how long it's going to last. But I also feel like I can't hold the argument of how long will this last against a story in, you know, and, in, and be a fair review. I can't say I don't care about this or I don't like this because it's probably going to be undone in a month because frankly, this is comics. Anything can be undone in a month or two. Yeah. So, well, we do we know start that, we do know that Jonathan Hickman is for all intents and purposes, the ongoing story lead for all X-Men stuff spinning out of, out of these events. Yeah, till 2022, when they'll raise the price. Um, <laughs> but well, we, I, I, yes, uh, this is a 5.99 book. Why wouldn't you raise the price? People are buying exactly. it. What we start out with is 10 years ago, we meet Moira McTaggart, who meets Charles Xavier for what may or may not be the first time. And I think it's not the first time, but it's played off as though it is. So there's some sort of surprise there. And then we get several pages of the present, where um, the present Charles Xavier, by the way, I am not 100% on board with what he's doing. I think there may be something going on here. There's weird stuff around the edges that make me worry what's going on, especially since Charles Xavier is working with Magneto and Mystique in this issue, which, if you've only seen the movies, doesn't seem strange. If you've read the comics, that's not something that's going to happen. But I really do appreciate setting up a timeline, even if the timeline kind of has to condense 70 years of comics into 10 years. I do appreciate, you know, the future of 100 years down the line where we get to see what's going on there and we get to meet uh, a chimera mutant who I'm sure is going to be the next big thing. I think she's clearly designed to be the next big thing. Her name is Rasputin and she's 10 feet tall. And she has the powers of Shadowcat, Colossus, X-23, Eunice the Untouchable, and Quentin Quire, uh, the Phoenix. So I'm like, yeah, okay, um, that's, that's, a, that's a thing. And as with House of X, we get several pages of the book that are literally pages out of a prospectus or some sort of scientific document talking about Mr. Sinister and how these mutants from a hundred years from now are actually created by Mr. Sinister under the command of the Sentinels who have taken over in the year, uh, 3000. But there are a couple of issues for me with this story in that we see the future X-Men and there seem to be a future Magneto and a future Wolverine. And there seem to be a lot of characters who are new people, but are very evocative of existing characters. There's a character running around calling himself, I believe, Crimson, who is basically a red nightcrawler. And for all the parts of Crimson that I'm like, okay, I see this, this makes sense. And, you know, the subplot about genetics and cloning and how we're intentionally building these powers and building these people. There are parts of it where I'm just like, well, what differentiates this red night crawler from any other night crawler? But as with house of X, I am tentatively positive about this book because all of the mysteries 
that it raises feel like a they don't have really simple easy answers a wizard did it and b i really want to know i want to hear the answers to these stories i want to see this whole 10 years of built-up history and the hundred years of future and the thousand years of future i want to see all of these things put together into their final places so i think on that level alone powers of 10 is a success because even though i don't fully understand everything that i've read and i'm on my fourth read through there's going to be a fifth and possibly a sixth I'm going to come back and read this, and I'm going to come back and read the next issues to see how it all builds up. Um, I do like the art. I don't love the art. I certainly don't love the art as much as I enjoy the art in House of X. But the art is strong, and I do appreciate the fact that it is the same artist throughout, and they go to great lengths to make specific differences in the time frame. So you can tell the year 100 stuff from the year 1000 mm. visually just looking at mm-hmm. it you're like mm-hmm. okay this is taking place in the year 1000 right plus a power this is 10. taking yeah. right this is taking place in the past um so yeah i like it uh i i tentatively could love it and once this is all together and that new x-men book is out and i can read this all the way through and go wow this is a huge epic you know world changing x-men framistat i may say Hey, 19 stars out of five. But right now, I'm going to give it a well above average three and a half stars based on some really strong world building, some interesting art, and a couple of moments that I think are worth the, hey, this is all new shocking swerve. You'll never see this coming. I didn't see them coming, and I'm not going to tell you what they are Yeah, because I want you to not see them coming. So is this, um, what is, is it just X-Men number one? When does that come out? In uh, October? Or is that coming out like in the next couple of weeks? (sighs) I think these are weekly books, so I want to say that X-Men number one will be out in October. I, I want to say it was solicited already. I know it was but been I solicited. But I honestly haven't been paying attention. Okay. Uh, <sighs> I'm trying to see. Yeah, because, you know, you go and try to do a search for some of this stuff anymore, and it's like, which X-Men number one are you talking about? Are you talking about the X-Men movie franchise? Are you talking right. about a uh, 2000 X-Men release? And even if you put in X-Men number one 2019, and I know this isn't a 20... Uh, isn't a 2020 release. X-Men number one should be out before Christmas. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking here. Let me see if I can find this on the Major Spoilers website. It looks like... Major Spoilers website. Looks like... Well, if it's 12 issues weekly and two issues... Yeah, so it's October. Yeah, so it's going to be October. 10 weeks from now. Yeah, so we've still got Marauders and Excalibur and all these other comic books to come out, too. Marauders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh... So this has been out on digital for a week or two now, but it's finally coming out to Blu-ray and DVD, I want to say next week. And it is the Batman Hush animated movie from Warner Brothers Home Entertainment. Now, Matthew, do you remember when uh, we were kids in the 1970s and you would Mm -hmm. watch like tonight on Mannix. Mannix faces the masked unknown, his toughest criminal yet. Who is the man behind the mask? Guest starring Telly Savalas, Monday night at six. <laughs> I wonder if it's Telly Savalas. Yeah. Remember how that, remember how that was kind of a uh, dead giveaway in a lot of the, a lot of the shows. Oh, I wonder who the bad guy is. Oh, here's the guest. Uh, here's the guest villain of the week. Okay. We're the guest this star of the week. stars Jimmy Smith. So when the Batman Hush comic book came out, it's like, 
Hey, everyone. Remember uh, uh, Tommy, uh, what's his face? Tommy Elliott, Bruce Tommy Wayne's Elliott, best Bruce friend Wayne's forever. best friend who you've never heard of until this series kicked off. This might be important later on. And of course, then it turned out to be Tommy Elliott was hush. So I, I Jason Todd was hush. No, that was a, that was a ruse. A ruse. A ruse. Um, so here's the thing. When this movie landed on my iTunes feed, I wasn't super excited about doing it. In fact, I waited a whole week before uh, I said, okay, I'll, I'll watch this movie. Because right away, Batman is in an accident and he's rushed to the hospital and we see Tommy Elliot there and see Tommy Elliot at a party and we see in a kind of an evil look on Tommy Elliot's face and then we see Hush running around talking to Poison Ivy and working with Bane and double-crossing people and, and Poison Ivy is doing all of her things and yes, we do get to see Batwoman and, or Batman and Catwoman uh, make out. We get to see uh, Poison Ivy control uh, Superman, just like in the comic, we get to see uh, uh, Catwoman throw Lois Lane off the top of the Daily Planet to snap Superman out of his trance. And we get to see Hush doing Hush things. And we get to see Batman following the clues. And I'm just like, wow, okay. What this movie is, is taking the larger story that's been going on in these uh, animated movies. Because there's like little ties and connections between all of these animated movies. That if you hadn't seen the other previous movie, you might be a little lost in places for, uh, for example, like, oh, Damien is in this. How, how is that possible? And what's going on here? And so they, you know, you kind of remember from previous movies. So there's this whole, you know, Selena Kyle, Bruce Wayne starting to do the romance, him revealing his secret identity to her. And, you know, we've got this whole hush thing going on. And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Tommy Elliot, Tommy Elliot, Tommy Elliot. Only. It's not. And they do it in a way that the reveal makes sense. They do it in a way. Uh, and so just for the for your information, uh, Matthew, the Red Hood is already back in the DC universe. They did under the Red Hood like yeah, three or four movies that. ago, I want to say. So he's already back in the universe. So it, it can't be Jason Todd. Oh, can't it? No, it, it's not. Uh, they revealed who Hush is. And it's it was actually kind of a surprise for me because then I was like, okay, let me follow those clues. And sure enough, they set it up to where it does point to this character. Um, maybe not perfectly, but adequately enough to where this Batman Hush animated movie is different enough from the book that it is enjoyable, that the mystery isn't spoiled. Is it someone we know? It is someone we know. It is not a surprise character. I will say that. So it is an existing Batman type character. It is an existing, and I'm not going to reveal too much, but I will say it is an existing character in the DC universe. Okay. And it makes a lot of, I mean, it, they pull it out and they make sense. And if you've read the other movies or watched the other movies and you're like, oh, okay, I can see where this is going. Tommy Elliott does play a, a bit of a part, but, uh, but it's not Tommy Elliott. And I was really surprised when it got to that. I was like, wait a minute, how can that be? What is going on here? Driving. Exactly. And I, and I was, I was kind of tickled by the end. Maybe it was just the shock of, oh, they pulled a swerve and I wasn't expecting this. Therefore my, um, my thoughts about this movie are much higher, but the story was well told. They had some good action sequences. I think the animation is fine. This is the same, um, you know, animation style that we've seen in the last, I don't know, half dozen 
of these movies. And and DC has been putting out, or Warner Brothers has been putting out about three or four of these a year. So you're going to get more of these uh, stories being told. And it's all part of a larger continuity. Like, you know, the, you'll be watching something and all of a sudden they'll make some reference to, oh, remember when Cyborg was infected with, uh, with uh, um, Doomsday uh, technology. And it's like, oh, yeah, that was from, you know, four or five movies ago. Okay, so they're still putting us in that world. And I kind of like that for the most part. Now, I didn't look to see if uh, the extras on the iTunes included the new animated short, because that was the other thing that they announced at the San Diego Comic-Con that was going to be uh, coming out with these animated movies this year was the return of the DC showcases. And the DC showcase for Batman Hush is Sergeant Rock. And I haven't had a chance to watch that yet, but I have always been pleased by the DC shorts, uh, the DC showcase shorts. And so I'm going to go back and look and see if that was part of the iTunes extras. Um, If you watch the uh, iTunes stuff, the extras always have who the, um, what the next movies are coming out are Uh, today. I did receive in the mail, the Batman Hush uh, 4k ultra HD Blu-ray digital, physical copy from Warner Brothers for me to review. So here is your review of that. I believe this comes out next week, like I said. I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was mu- it was certainly much better than The Killing Joke. I thought it was much, much better than... Um, what was the... I guess... What was the last one that they had? I think I even skipped Doomsday. that movie. No, no, no. Doomsday was like a year or so ago. Um, oh, but... Um, yeah, oh yeah, you're... Um, way behind on all of that stuff. Oh, I think it was uh, the, 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 the Death and Return of Superman was the, the most recent movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because that's where uh, Superman revealed his identity to... Oh, no, it was Justice League versus the Fatal Five. That's where it is. But they did have... Uh, the last five have been Suicide Squad, Hell to Pay, Death of Superman, The Reign of the Superman, uh, Justice League versus the Fatal Five, and now Batman Hush. Uh, coming up, we have Wonder Woman Bloodlines, Superman Red Sun, which would be interesting, Justice League Dark, Apocalypse War, and Superman Man of Tomorrow. So more Superman stuff getting a highlight right now. But I enjoyed the Batman Hush for what it was. Um, you know, it's a DC animated movie. It's maybe not for all of the kids in your household. Uh, I, I don't know what the rating is on this. It's, it's PG-13 because at one point Damien is telling his dad to use a condom if he's going to get uh, involved with uh, Catwoman. I'm sure there's cursing. There's always a couple um, of random there's, curse words. Yeah, but it's not enough to boost it outside of that PG-13 uh, range. Yeah, but they'll they'll always have a GD. Oh yeah, uh, no, they they won't have a GD, but they will have a uh, a damn, or they will, uh, and they definitely don't have an F word, but they definitely usher a lot of dammits in in the in the movie. Uh, I'm giving Batman Hush four and a half slices of meatloaf out of five. I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was great, and the fact that they twisted it and made it different from the book was uh, refreshing. And I think they're going to continue to do that, kind of putting a little twist on all of uh, those classic tales that they're, that they're retelling. Now, Superman Red Sun may be a, almost a, a more direct telling of that. But uh, I've noticed that they've been doing that in the last half dozen animated movies, as they definitely are putting tweaks and changes and updates to those classic stories in the animated form. And I enjoy it and I like it. So if you get a chance, go check it out. I don't know if this is something that you have to go out and watch in a, in a uh, buying frenzy uh, or a viewing frenzy, but it was, it was good enough to earn four and a half slices of meatloaf out of five from me. That's a lot of slice of meatloaf. It is a lot of slices of meatloaf. Uh, So there you go. Those are the reviews. You can find even more reviews at majorspoilers.com. 
And yeah. um, oh, hey, let's uh, let's talk about the trade paperback before we uh, wrap it up this week. So trade this week we are taking back. a look at Spider Gwen Volume Zero, Spider Gwen Most Wanted, mm -hmm. and a lot of people have said, "Hey, I really enjoyed that Spider Man uh, Into the Spider Verse animated movie." Uh, and it, you're right, you should. It's it is the best Spider Man movie you will ever see. It is probably the best um, superhero movie you will ever see. And a lot of people come up and say, oh, I enjoyed that movie. What else can I read? And I think Spider-Gwen Volume Zero, Spider-Gwen Most Wanted, is a perfect follow-up to the animated movie. For a couple of reasons. Agree. Number one, number one, there's actually, uh, I think this uh, book, uh, the ones that were reviewed actually include issue zero in addition to the first five issues. But there's kind of a break where Spider-Gwen actually goes off to save the the multiverse in her book. Uh, so you can just kind of pick right up with issue one and just say, okay, these are the things that happened after she returned from Spider-Verse from the events of that movie. And this makes just like a perfect sequel to that. Part of that, I think, has to do with the fact that the Spider-Gwen in the animated movie is definitely the Jason Latour and Robbie Rodriguez uh, character because they reference that in the in her origin story. In fact, issue zero is basically that little 30 second origin story uh, that you see in the movie. And I think that that's really, really solid. Uh, also, Spider-Ham shows up. So there's mm -hmm. a second reason why you want to pick up this book. Now, Matthew, you said you agree with me, and I, and I want you to say that again so we can get it on tape and, and I can make no. that my, 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 uh, my ringtone. No. Stephen is right. No. You don't, but, you're not agreeing with me, so you're saying Spider-Gwen is not the perfect follow-up to Into the Spider-Verse. I'm not going to be dragged <laughs> But I will agree with you in that this is a good follow-up to that character. My biggest issue with it... Uh, as with any alternate universe story, is really the the minor point that you have to go, oh yeah, this is a completely different version of everybody. And they do that really well. They kind of build mm -hmm. it into the structure of the story where everybody that you see, they're like, hey, this is clearly the Rhino, only not. Yeah, and I think and that they... I think that's part of the fun with an alternate universe, right? Where you really have to go to an extreme where Daredevil is a bad guy in this, or um, uh, Matthew Murder Doc is actually a bad guy well, in this. He's the Kingpin's lawyer. He's yes. not bad. Right. He's just a, a lawyer. He's just evil and murders people. Uh, you get to see the Vulture who, for various reasons, is letting his ego drive him through this whole adventure. Uh, yes, you do see Alexi show up. And uh, and it's definitely the rhino. But you also get to learn that the Peter Parker of her universe was somebody she kind of dug. And because Peter Parker of that universe was so jealous of uh, Spider Gwen, of Spider Woman, that he became uh, he became the lizard. And died. I don't know if it was even so much of a jealous thing. But yeah, they kind of they talk about that. Yeah, they, they talk about that. And that that the reason why he did this was because he was so. I guess maybe not uh, jealous, maybe enamored with yeah. uh, somebody who had powers and was using these powers. Hero worshiping. And, you know, it's, that's actually a nice touch um, in that it does really evoke the fact that Peter Parker in the got superpowers and Gwen Stacy died and is one of his major motivations. Right. Um, I feel like for me, the having the reverse be true 
works on a couple of levels because they don't try and make it a perfect uh, inverse. It's not that, oh, yes, she was totally into him and then he died and then, you know, had to fight the Green Goblin and was heartbroken by it. This is more of a they had a thing. It seemed like kind of a casual thing, but they were into each other. Mm -hmm. And then he died and she's using that, you know, to as one of the things that drive her her great power because she doesn't have a dead Uncle Ben. And actually, Uncle Ben is in this and alive. Uncle Ben is alive and quite uh, the the jacked up uh, lumberjack man. Hello, um, I'm Ben Parker. <laughs> I'm yes. from Queens. Uh, also, she has to deal with the fact that Gwen's, uh, um, uh, her dad, what's his name? Yeah, Officer Captain Stacy. Captain Stacy is alive and uh, she has to reveal his, uh, her identity to him. Spoiler. Um, I guess I didn't connect that the vulture was supposed to be Green Goblin. I knew he was spewing gas the entire time, but I guess I didn't realize that they were mixing maybe those two characters together. Uh, I think they're more mixing up the roles because we see that as well with Daredevil as Kingpin's lawyer and with uh, the Punisher as an actual NYPD cop. Who is also who still... Does his, he does his punishing horrible. on the side. Yeah, no, he's he's a horrible character. He is. And the black cat shows up in this briefly, but uh-huh. the black cat isn't like a jewel thief. She's actually a rival rock star because, you know, Gwen is a, a drummer in a rock band. Yeah, the, the Mary Janes or whatever they're called. And it's got uh, Mary Jane as the lead singer. And so their their hit song is uh, Face It Tiger. You've hit the jackpot. And uh, <laughs> Robbie Robinson shows up as a, what is he? He's like a internet... Uh, that's Randy or Robinson. something. Oh, Randy Robinson. Son. Okay. Yeah. He's like a, I'd say an Instagram influencer. Yeah. 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 I, but, and then of course, spider ham shows up and we, and she doesn't really know if this is a hallucination from, uh, from hitting her head too hard on a ga- garbage scow or if it's something else. I think it's hitting her head. I think it's hitting hard. her head too. And also probably some guilt over all the things that have happened. But I enjoyed this story. I got to say, this was a this was a super enjoyable story. And I think if people have seen the movie and they want to know more about Spider-Gwen and her story, I think this is a perfect place to start. Uh, I, I have, you know, my usual worry about accessibility and price point. But I would agree with you that if you really want to know more about Spider-Gwen and you want to know her background, I feel like this is a good package. This is a good, uh, it starts with her first appearance in the uh, Enter the Spider-Verse or Edge of Spider-Geddon, whatever Mm -hmm. it was. Mm -hmm. Um, And she showed up in that for a minute. And then all of a sudden, everybody was like, oh, my God, we love this new character. She got her own series almost immediately after the Spider-Verse crossover. Yep. Exactly. You know, so that's that's right there. It tells you what you need to know about the character. Um, for Price me, point wise, this is twelve dollars and forty cents for uh, a lot of book. Like for a lot of book, thirty-five pages of book, or eleven bucks if you want to get this on Kindle or Comixology. Where there's a link in the show notes. There's a link at Majorspoilers.com. Uh, a little bit comes back our way. Doesn't cost you anything extra. In fact, Prime members is where you get the big discount on that. So I'm not too worried about the price point. On this, I think this is a steal. Now, the regular price, if you don't have a Prime membership, is seventeen bucks. But still, seventeen bucks for five five comics issues one through five. Oh, and uh, uh, yeah, Edge of the Spider Verse number two. So yeah, it it does have all the issues. Uh, six issues yep. here for seventeen bucks. Man, that is a That's bargain. 
that is that is a good bargain to get for for this story. Yeah, now I, I will go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say the one thing that it, this does tend to lean a little bit into the uh, teenage girl drama at uh, bits, especially when it comes to Gwen Stacy dealing with the rest of the uh, the Mary Jane band. Yeah, and that kind of at in a couple of places just got a little tiring, a little old. But I mean, it's it's there for a point. It's there for a reason. Well, and I think it counters the original, you know, Spider-Man drama of, mm-hmm. you know, Flash Thompson beating on him and can he get the girl that he likes? And, oh, yeah, all those girls are now in a band on this alternate universe. I, I think that's kind of neat. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, really the fun here is enjoying a really cool female hero. And you get the bonus of playing, hey, it's that guy, because everybody in yeah. this is a, hey, it's that guy. Yeah. Everybody in this, you're like, oh, and who is this in the main universe? Oh, that's kind of cool. You're totally not the rhino, but what's that on your head? Oh, yeah, right. That's a thing. Yeah, your hair is all spiked up right there. That's weird. Looks like a rhino horn. Huh. I wonder How about why. That? What, but what's he called? He's not, uh, his real name is Alexi, but they, he, does a, he does have a, he does have a name. Alexi. Oh, I thought he did have a, a code name, but it wasn't rhino or anything like that. Um, if they gave him one, I didn't catch it. So it will be interesting. Oh, and then of course, J. Jonah Jameson is still. Kind of a, a a dick in in this universe too, trying to call well, for the, trying to criminalize Spider Woman. Some things are eternal. Yes. Now Spider Man is running around in a punk rock uniform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I uh, the art is fine. I enjoyed the art. Um, I like how the one thing that I will say if you're going to pick this up, thinking, oh, this is a, uh, I'm going to see all the characters from the Spider Verse thing, and you're like, oh, Spider Ham, yes, I'm going to see him. This is more like a real pig. It's <laughs> yeah, not like it's not like the Porky Pig Spider Ham that you saw in the movie. This is a very different looking Spider Ham, but still this is, the this whole is not uh, the Peter Porker that she interacted with during Spider Verse either. This is oh, literally okay. like a pig in a costume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's Which eating I corn think dogs? Is one of the, yeah, he loves corn dogs. Yeah, they're not real pig. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It would be cannibalism if I ate Porky Pig. It makes sense. That is a great line. It is. It is. I feel like the use of Spider Ham is one of the things that almost crosses a line for me. Why is There's that? a lot of fan service in here. Mm, okay. And fan service is not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, honestly, when people literally demanded a Spider Gwen series, yeah, and they got it, you're going to get fan service, right? I feel like though the the Spider Ham appearance thing just feels a little bit like, hey, you guys remember that cool Spider Ham from Into the Spider Verse? Mm-hmm. Hey, you remember all of this stuff? We're gonna make sure that it's here. But and that's not necessarily a bad thing. But this series came out before that movie. Yes, but and not so, before the actual Spider Verse crossover. That, that right, movie right, is, right, 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 right. So here's the thing: um, we have let me let me see. Do we have a Spider Woman comic book right now? Yeah. Do we have a Spider-Woman comic book? What about Silk? Is there an ongoing Jesse, Silk series? Jesse Drew, actually, I think Jesse's comic may have gotten... Uh, Jessica and Silk both had ongoing comics relatively recently, but yeah, may we, not. Yeah, because we, we did the first Silk. I don't think that there is a Silk series ongoing, and I don't think that there is a Jessica Drew series currently ongoing. Um, there was. Uh, there was, but I don't think right now it's not. Uh, but there is a Spider-Gwen series that still c- continues, Ghost Spider or whatever that they're calling it. Um <laughs> Um, I'm trying to think if there are any other alt alternate spider person comic books that are going on right now. Besides the, what is it? The two versions of Spider-Man 
And then the Spider Gwen book. Miles isn't champion. Oh, and Miles. I think Miles yeah, Miles. Uh, but I don't think there's any anything else, right? I honestly don't pay enough attention to tell you. Okay, I, I'm pretty sure that that's that's the case. So if you're looking for some different Spider-Man comic books, uh, Spider Gwen uh, can probably fill that niche for you. And if you are someone again who has seen the movie and want more, I say pick up this book. Uh, to me, this is a this is a strong buy recommendation for me. This is a two thumbs up. Eat the whole meatloaf. <laughs> I'm kind of on the same page. This is definitely a grab it. I don't know if it's a rush right out in a buying frenzy, but it's definitely a grab because this is a really interesting kind of alternate take on what makes the Spider-Man character tick. Mm -hmm. And as long as you remember, and you have to remember this because your brain will yell at you if you don't, the character is actually known as Spider-Woman. Yes, and She does not call herself Spider-Gwen because that would be stupid because you would no longer have a secret identity. Correct. But yeah, the the take on Spider-Woman and her motivations and her attitudes, I think is really nice. And I feel like this is definitely a book that could appeal to different markets, your younger readers. You can get, you know, female readers. You can get people who aren't really going to want to see the Punisher shoot people down and maybe do want to see some of that teenage girl drama stuff in the context of a superhero book. And I think that that's great. That's oh, awesome. She gets to beat up the Punisher. She gets to punish Everybody the Punisher. Everybody gets to beat up the Punisher. Who punishes the Punisher is what the, that the title of that issue should have been called. No, no, it shouldn't. And the answer is Spider-Woman. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, that wraps it up. Uh, two recommendations from Matthew and I, Spider-Gwen, Volume Zero, Most Wanted. Uh, go check that out from Marvel Comics. Again, link in the show notes. Doesn't cost you anything extra. A little bit comes back our way. Also, uh, thank you everyone who is uh, been part of this show and the entire major spoilers experience. As always, we want to hear your feedback, so use the comments section at Major Spoilers to share your thoughts and reactions to this and every episode. Or even better, send us an email to podcast at Majorspoilers.com. We read each and every one of them. Uh, we may not always respond, but we read each and every one of them. And don't forget, you can support the show and everything we do by becoming a patron at Patreon.com slash Spoilers. Oh, next week, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be looking at the world of Dungeons & Dragons. Rick and Morty versus Dungeons and Dragons. Why? Because we know that you love comics and we do too. And we will talk with you soon. Stop talking about comic books or I'll kill you. I don't care if the Hulk could defeat the Man of Steel. I'm gonna rearrange your things and you continue to debate whether Logan's claws could pierce Steve Rogers' podcast is copyright 2019 by major spoilers entertainment llc if you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all listen up 
CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 